This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Cleveland Browns are headed to the 2020 NFL playoffs. To put some of this in perspective, there are kids who have grown up being Cleveland Browns fans and have graduated high school and have never experienced the Browns being a playoff team. I married for over 16 years now. I have two teenage daughters. In the time, I did not meet my wife yet before the Cleveland Browns were last in the NFL playoffs. So to put some perspective to all of this, and we're going to break it down, obviously, Sports Illustrated, Pete Smith is here. It's it's a lot. It's insane. Um, and whether or not today was the most beautiful portrait of what the Cleveland Browns are currently or growing further, none of that matters. None of it means a hill of beans. The Cleveland Browns are headed to the playoffs. And for all of you who have been here you know, since birth, essentially, and one thing I talk about when I, you know, join other podcasts as a guest is the passion you folks have had and didn't care about being everybody's punchline for as long as you did. Today is your day. Um, there's not enough, you know, dances you can do. There's not enough beers, champagne, shots, whatever it is. There's not enough. Uh, you folks have endured have stood by, have understood what it meant to be a, a, a you know a fan of this franchise. And here we are today. Cleveland Browns. Playoffs. It's crazy to think about. We're going to get into the, all the breakdown of today's game. Um, with everything you've all been through, I, I just, I'm glad to even be, you know, somebody, you know, who's been here for almost four seasons covering this team, but I'm just happy to be here on the outside looking in for all of you who deserve this and have always been solid troopers dealt with it. God bless you, Cleveland Browns fans. Today is your day. Your locked on Browns postgame show is brought to you by built bar. Today's episode is brought to you by built bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code. All caps, no space, locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Like I said, Pete Smith is here to you know join us for the ride. Um, maybe Christmas morning, however you want to put all this. And again, not the prettiest of efforts today, but you did what you had to do, and they somehow pulled it out. Uh, Pete, I, I guess we'll start talking on the offensive side of the ball and look this is probably where i know pete you have your questions i have mine everybody watching the game today um nick chubb looked like he was ready to go for about 250 today uh it seems like maybe in some capacity he was kind of like i mean i guess you know put to the side and it's not a knock on kareem hunt this is a great thing to have when you have two running backs that can find their way uh, Nick Chubb could have had this game over Pete before halftime, it feels like. And we're not going to get totally negative. And I know Pete and you guys all know Pete. And 
But Pete, this could have been over a lot quicker than it actually was today. I think that's the biggest frustration with this game is that if if the Brown, you know, you go that that first touchdown to uh, to, to Nick Chubb, and it looks like, you know, if you you get that second touchdown, um, that you might have just taken them out of the game entirely, and then be able to coast at that point. And the fact that they didn't, uh, I think the game really turned on that red zone trip uh, that they weren't able to get uh, because I. It, I think. Oh wait! So you mean challenging Minka Fitzpatrick two out of three times wasn't a smart idea? I don't even hate that so much. It's just the, the it, it the, there was a very vanilla feel to what they were doing, and I think you know in some respects that was um, by design. But at the same point, I think if you just went for their throat as fast as you possibly could, you could have allowed yourself the ability to sort of protect whatever you know trade secrets you have for next week and the fact that they didn't do that allowed them to be in this ugly situation where you know they just didn't play very well uh and and a couple offensive drives they genuinely looked outstanding uh the the first touchdown drive of the game and then the touchdown drive coming out of the half were both great uh but so much of it was just clunky and i've look they, they practiced once this week so you know clearly that had an impact they had a bunch of issues with penalties on the offensive line but the line didn't play very well uh at, at points against backups so there was a lot of stuff that just sort of made this very frustrating uh to watch you know i think if you focus on the sort of achievement and the bigger picture then you're going to feel much better about it the browns are 11 and 5 and it's obviously absurd that the browns needed to be 11 and 5 just to make the postseason but that just seems to be the the you know the way this season has gone that that's what it took uh but uh if you're sort of like trying to look feel good going into the playoffs this game did not help uh at all now having said that you know baker mayfield had a couple of big drives he had a couple of big plays cream uh, i keep saying cream hunt cream hunt sucked and continues to suck. <laughs> uh nick chubb was great uh you know some of the receivers stepped up big time you know, Kadero Hodge again just shows up and, and does stuff like that. There was stuff that was really sort of fun to watch. Uh, you know, I don't think Baker Mayfield played very well for the most most of the game. I thought it was just amped up too much and, and the ball wasn't coming out very well. And and I think that had a huge impact on that Donovan Peoples-Jones injury, which should have been a penalty anyway, but just, you know, a bad football play. But, you know, you 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 take the win. You're not going to apologize for it, but you, you do do that with the realization that if not for a missed call, you know the Browns don't get that interception among among other things. So it's just like it's it's a shame that the game had to be like this for what should have been such such a bigger deal. It, it the the early part of the game it felt like it was going to be a coronation, and then all of a sudden it was this ugly just ugly dogfight that that was just not fun to watch in any number of uh in any number of capacities but they got the job done uh unfortunately now we're waiting on some injury news that's just continues to get worse for this team and you know now we're gonna have to see this team go play against the pittsburgh steelers in pittsburgh uh with all their guys uh and and just a lot of that stuff was just uh discouraging from that standpoint but again 11 and 5 you made the playoffs that was the goal the goal was to make the playoffs it wasn't the 11 and 5 because frankly i thought 9 and 7 
they, you know, they'd squeeze in. Coming into this season, so much of this felt like this was exactly the scenario that was going to play out, that the Browns were going to need a win. Week 17, it was just a question of whether the Steelers were going to play their guys or not, and they didn't. Uh, so in that sense, it, it all went as expected, but it's it's both great that it took 11 wins and they were able to get there, but frustrating that it took 11 wins because that normally would be the division. Uh, so it's great. I think Kevin Stefanski should have locked up coach of the year uh, for this one in spite of what was sort of you know, a frustrating day for him too. Uh, but it, it's another challenge. You're down three coaches on top of everything else. So there was just nothing about this season got to be easy, which seems appropriate, but it just, it, it, especially these last two games just felt so much more difficult than it needed to be for all these things that have nothing to do with, uh, with actually playing football. And now, you know, to me, everything is gravy at this point. It doesn't matter what happens next week because I'm prepared for what's going to happen next week. But I, 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 as much as the Browns want to say they have work to do, and I'm hoping they do, uh, I, I do feel like this was the achievement and there is going to be some uh, the potential for a letdown, especially if you've now lost a guy like Olivier Vernon uh, with, you know, we'll see what happens. He's supposed to get an MRI, but what could be potentially a serious injury? I mean, you're basically praying it's a high ankle uh, and he won't be able to play, but that that would be the best case scenario for, you know, for this, for this team right now. Uh, so it sucks that it's like the Browns are going into the playoffs with what's left of this team. And, and this battle of attrition just, just butchered them the past two weeks. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest takeaways you get are you have a quarterback, you have a coach and you have a lot of things in position that are headed in the right direction. And you have every reason to believe that this team will be better next year than they were this year when they won 11 games. Granted, it will be a much more difficult schedule as it should be. Uh, and, and there's going to be more in terms of how you have to earn it. Having said that, you know, teams are going to have to be somewhat afraid of what the Browns are doing. God help them if they get a defense on top of what they already have. You look at, uh, you know, the offensive side of the ball and, you know, with today and you saw like errors that just were inexcusable. Uh, you know, Wyatt Teller, uh, Joe Batonio between the two of them, there were three false starts. Um, and this could have been put in the bag and resolved a lot earlier. I mean, this game could have been over before half. Um, but in that respect, you know, nothing comes easy when you were you know, basically moving into uncharted waters. Uh, you know, should you have played Nick Chubb more? Yeah, at seven, almost eight yards per carry? Probably should have considered that. Um, you look at Baker Mayfield and you know his effort uh, as far as actually running the ball. Um, fantastic job from him. You know, finding ways to exit stage left and you know just <clears throat> you know the third and two he picks up four uh, to clinch it. You know he goes around right end on you know old traditional you know uh, quarterback sweep. It, it, it just it, it's great to see that you know when you are in a position like this and you don't play your best and it's still enough and granted of course we all know what pittsburgh gave to them 
Uh, this team has won 11 games. Um, they won six last year. They won seven the year before. So whatever your measuring stick is, obviously this team is you know, significantly improved themselves. And I think the biggest thing with it all is, you know, through COVID and through Zoom sessions, this team has found who they are. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes going further. And, you know, with the playoffs, we'll see. Because, I mean, this is, I mean, we as we've seen over the last few weeks and as COVID grows more and more, it is the true traditional sense of, you know, what do we have this week? Uh, I'll take this, all right, let's put the be- together the best game plan we can. <clears throat> but to come out of this today, victorious uh, Pittsburgh <clears throat> certainly fought with all they had. Uh, but Jacoby Browns, 11-5 and five, and headed to the playoffs. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your Locked On Browns postgame show. Are we ready for some football? College football is beyond bowl season and now headed to the college football playoffs. And there are some big matchups that have been coming here for the next few days. And if a regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture, with every passing moment becoming more clearer. The NFL game of the week, we'll see next week, but it looks like Browns, Steelers. We'll see. And the Steelers are going to get back reinforcements. Browns are going to get some back too. So we'll see where that is. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, though. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ig your online sports book experts betonline.ag a huge huge supporter of the lockdown podcast network as we are with them visit our good friends an exclusive partner at on the twitter at betonline underscore ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on to get your 50% sign up bonus bet on line. Pete, we've mentioned the offensive side of the ball, but I'll be honest, uh, the defensive side of the ball, it was certainly a mixed bag of nuts. Olivier Vernon with the big sack, as you mentioned, we'll see where Olivier is at. <clears throat> Robert Jackson, there were some good moments. There were some bad moments. MJ Stewart with a huge turnover. And I don't want to take my own victory lap here, Pete. But we talked about Jacob Phillips. Um, It was a very difficult rookie season for him. But we felt the potential was there. The the read and reactability was there. The closing speed was there. You saw a really good day from Jacob Phillips. Uh, You found a defense... And, and look, they could have gotten beat out of the barn today, so to speak. But they gave an effort. Um, and we thought probably more was going to come from the defensive line. It essentially didn't. But the Browns, with all they went through last week, all they went through this week, for the guys that actually did and were able to line up on the defensive side of the ball, they brought it with everything they had. So, uh, Jacob Phillips, um, I don't think he was good, but 
that's the difference between functional NFL player and Mac Wilson. Um, Phillips had that one outstanding play where he chased that play in the backfield, and that was vintage him at LSU. That's just what he does. There are a couple missed tackles, um, and I think he's going to get stronger. That's going to help. But he understands where the game is going, so he's at least in position, uh, and he can do stuff. And, you know, he had eight solo tackles and a tackle for loss and a, and a QB hit. Um, Mac Wilson had one tackle. One. I saw him fall off of more people that had the ball than tackle them. And I think his one tackle was pushing somebody out of bounds. So that was frustrating. At least Robert Jackson, I never question his effort. Like It's like Tavier Thomas. Those guys are just wired to give you whatever they got. And it's frustrating to watch Robert Jackson – a grant because look, he was getting picked on and beat up and all this by a guy who's not an NFL quarterback. And that's irritating, but I admire guys who, who just give everything they have and they never back down. And he didn't. So he did make a couple plays as a result. So I, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, I don't think it was a very good game for Ronnie Harrison either. He, he missed some tackles that were frustrating. And again, he's coming off an injury and they didn't practice. That sucks. And look like Olivier, a guy who had missed a month. Olivier Vernon was outstanding. And that's the thing that really makes the ankle thing so frustrating is he was great again. I mean, the sack he got, um, he he had either tripped or fallen down or whatever, got up and still drilled Mason Rudolph, who fumbled the ball and managed to get it back. Uh, just great. Miles Garrett, um, very good. And you, you got to see something. Adrian Claiborne had had a couple of nice plays. Defensively, it was just it was a nightmare, and they just couldn't get stops. They ha- it, they haven't forced a turnover. You know, it, it felt like since October until they got the MJ Stewart one, and that should have been a penalty on the Browns for for whacking Mason Rudolph in the head. That that was a legitimate missed call, uh, just like the. DP, Donovan Peoples-Jones hit was a, just an egregious miscall. It was just terrible officiating. Uh, but they did enough, uh, and a lot of that was holding them to field goals in situations. They were able to get pressure on, on Rudolph, and, and, and I think if you needed any evidence that the Steelers' line is awful, you look at what happens when Ben's in there versus what Rudolph's in there. And Rudolph doesn't hold onto the ball forever other than when he took the sack from Vernon. For the most part, he's just like a normal quarterback, but – Ben gets rid of it so quickly that it makes people look better than they are. Um, you know, and, and they've, they've got enough playmakers that it's problematic, especially when you're on backups. But I mean, the, the Pitt Steelers offense you know, it, it was within two points and their offense boiled down to Mason Rudolph's going to take two steps backwards, chuck it up to one of those guys in one-on-one coverage and hope somebody comes down with it. And that was able to generate points, which is, incredibly disappointing which does not bode well for what i have to assume is the nickelodeon game because nobody nobody wants to see this on anything but saturday afternoon um <laughs> so there were some stuff you know there were th- some things that were positive some effort things I-, I thought the browns came out flying around on defense initially it seems like they they ran out of gas a little bit and they sort of had to gather themselves uh and this was another game where it seemed like you know, coaching decisions were a little curious in terms of Garrett. I, I, you don't know what's going on with his lungs and, and that stuff, but they did enough. At one point, they did have Joseph and Harrison on the field at the same time, so that was something. There, there's, 
it's interesting. Look, clearly the defense is not good enough. Uh, it's not good enough if Vernon he, uh, ankle magically heals up and Ward is healthy enough to play next week, assuming they make him play on Sunday, in which case he would be eligible, I think. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's just really difficult. Having said that, you got to the playoffs with that, uh, which says a lot because if you can just get – basically replacement level players uh, to fill in at some of those positions, you're going to be in pretty good shape, which is, which is uh, very encouraging. Um, so yeah, I, I, I wish they would have played better against this than they did. But again, you, you're going to take the win and you're not going to argue with it uh, because it's about that bigger picture. The small picture is going to be uh, ugly. Like you don't want to watch that tape uh, if you're the Browns tomorrow uh, and they may not. But uh, they they have to find a way to be able to rally from this and play better uh, next week when the Steelers are going to be at home and have all their guys back. Well, you're going to have to get after it with your defensive line. Um, the defensive line play today probably was left you with a feeling of, you know, it could have certainly been more. Um, we've talked about this with, with Miles. I mean, you know, you've – You've seen it um, firsthand, you know, it, you know, and, you know, Miles obviously was, you know, somebody who documented what he was going through with dealing with COVID and he's not, you know, the superhero that we've grown accustomed to. And that's okay. It's, it's not that he's not effective enough, but um, to have him not be the world beater, so to speak, that we've grown accustomed to. Uh, and then you, you know, and one thing that's been able to, you know, get through it the last couple of weeks has been that Olivia Vernon has been playing at that level, obviously, uh, with, you know, him going down late, you know, we'll see where it's at. And this is for anybody who, you know, who's going to go that route with Olivia Vernon. Um, we've seen the best of him. We've seen the injury of him. The best of Olivia Vernon is, you know, top shelf. It's, it's as good as you'd want from anybody in this league. Um, but when he's dinged up and when he's not a hundred percent, you know, you, you have a player who's, you know, just out there or maybe not even out there, which, you know, we've seen as far as his time here with the Cleveland Browns, uh, Pete, you know, MJ Stewart, you know, a, a, you know, an effort gave the effort, obviously the interception, uh, you know, Ronnie Harrison, you know, it definitely seemed like a guy who's missed, you know, certainly a month. Carl Joseph, um, Carl Joseph would probably hit his mother if it came down to a third and inches situation. Uh, we'll see what's available, certainly, next week as we're about to rerun this. Um, and I don't know if it's going to get that much better on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, you've gotten that. And we've talked about this for years. Um and, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's, you know, driving the stake through the heart. I don't know if that necessarily happened last year when you beat them with Mason Rudolph. I don't know if that necessarily happened today. And we'll get to some more thoughts here. But you have a, a thought process, you know, that Baker Mayfield you have confidence in. This offense you have confidence in. Uh, it'd be nice to be as healthy as you possibly can be on the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, this team you know, at 11 and five uh, for everything. And it's not, again, a disrespect to any other franchise. 
because everybody's been through the same things, but new front office, new head coach. Um, to close this out today at home, get these fans and, you know, I mean, for 20, 30, 40 years, you know, the, the people that I talk to on social media, you feel that this franchise has certainly righted the ship. We'll see what will come to fruition next weekend. But it's been a long time, Pete, that you can actually talk about this team and focus on the positives and where it's, you know, possibly could be headed. Right. I mean, look, this year was about making that step to grow, to make the case that you were close enough to, you know, really make a run the next two years. And they've done that, Uh, you know, Earlier in the season, there were people asking if Baker Mayfield was the right quarterback and all these other things. Uh, and now they've, you know, they've got a quarterback. They've got, uh, you know, a, a lot of cap space to operate with. Uh, they've got uh, draft picks to operate with. And they've got already a lot of talent. They don't need to add a ton to make a big difference. But, you know, this was the year to sort of prove that you are a legitimate contender going forward. Uh you know, you didn't, you know, it, it, the wild card with the playoffs, obviously this year is COVID uh, as illustrated by the Browns right now and the saints to a certain extent, you know, you can see a team get wiped out and ultimately lose a playoff game uh, as a result. Who knows if that will work in the Browns favor, but somebody will lose a game. Uh, but uh, you, you've already, you've proven the point that, you're ready to sort of really make a push. Now that doesn't mean you necessarily push all your chips in the middle of next this coming season, but you have now, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do in terms of addressing the offense or if they're basically just content to sort of leave it alone uh, and then put all their eff- efforts into the defense. But regardless, they are coming up at a time where the Steelers look like they're about to, t- uh, you know, topple over. Ravens are still good and the Bengals are going to be in trouble for the near future. So next year, you know, obviously we've got to see what happens with this postseason. But next year you come in with the expectation that you're not just making the playoffs, you're making you're making noise in the playoffs. Uh that's that's certainly new. Uh that's certainly something that we haven't had had the chance to experience. And and where, you know, there were a lot of people who came up with contrived disappointments this year. Um, it, it really did feel like uh, this is probably the most fun team that, that I've ever seen with the Browns in terms of watching them sort of grow and figure this thing out in, in such a unique situation. Cause you didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously you switched head coaches, uh, in a COVID shortened off season, you had all these different things on reasons why despite talent, the Browns could have been just a disaster, uh, like they were last year. Uh, and we're sitting here making excuses for rookie coaches and, and well, the quarterbacks new in the system, all these things. And instead we're talking about one of the top coaches in the NFL. I have him top 11. You've got a quarterback that's no lower than 15 and, and can, can probably play himself into the top 10. Uh, and you've got the ability to, to make a real run uh, to add players. And, and now you've got some a credibility that you didn't have, this past off season, Jadevian Clowney, I didn't want him, but one of the reasons he didn't sign with the Browns, he didn't believe in the Browns. He thought they were still going to be a bad football team. There have been other free agents who have turned down the Browns in the past 
because they didn't think they were a legitimate football team. Uh, Door opened. Yeah, I mean, like Allen Robinson's an example. He he turned down the Browns in part because he didn't believe they were a legitimate football team. That changes the dynamic when it comes to potentially adding free agents or trades for players who would otherwise maybe have some questions. I think between Stefanski, with Andrew Barry, with Baker Mayfield, with Miles Garrett, with some of these, you know, bankable stars and real reasons to be excited, it's just sort of again, I, I've said this for much of the season. You're really since Baker Mayfield was drafted, but you're in sort of this era of unbridled enthusiasm. And that's what it is. You, there's no, like, even if the Browns lost today, I was still going to be excited about this season. It would have been sucked to lose, especially to this crap, just like it did last week. But I still would have been excited. The, the, the fact is that them getting to the, the, the playoffs was the goal that we set out. Uh, that was the line of achievement that we, we thought was realistic for this team. And, and the weirdness of how it took to get there certainly, was stranger than any of us would have guessed. And it was certainly uh, difficult, which I did expect, just not in the way it was. But now we've accomplished that. Now you actually have to consider the possibility that they could disappoint you in the future. But the, everything's going in the right direction and they can get better. And that's the thing that, like, I see all these people who are, like, talking about, well, the Browns are going to play a different schedule or a tougher schedule next year and they're, and they're not going to be as good. But that doesn't account for the fact that the Browns, hopefully, we'll see where the world is at in a month. Or, or three months or five months. <laughs> but if we have a more normal off season and these guys can really practice and get better and they're not now learning these schemes, they're now mastering these schemes and they're not wondering how, if am I doing this right? They're thinking about, you know, how are you going to stop us? In addition to adding talent, you're going to have just a, a huge level of confidence and that's going to make you, a significantly better football team. And there's going to be teams out there that are going to be going to look out for this team, including potentially the Steelers. Now I, I don't, I, I, I want Roethlisberger. That's the point. I, Mason Rudolph doesn't count. <laughs> Steelers is fine. It's great. You're always getting tipping. Steel. Mason Rudolph doesn't count. Roethlisberger is the one I want. And you know, if you go out and win this playoff game, that would be phenomenal in, in being able to slay that beast. But even if it's next year and he's still playing, like that's the one you have to be able to take down. But there's just so much that you can look at and go where all these people are going to go. Well, what about this? And I'm going to, my reaction is going to be, I don't care. They are, you know, injuries will play a role and all these other things can get in the way. They're going to be a better football team next year, even if the record doesn't suggest it. And that's going to be when they can potentially be talking about contender. And then it's going to be, you know, other people may not believe in it, but talking about the Browns as a potential Super Bowl team, that's, ultimately the playoffs are fine playoffs are great this was a, a, an outstanding achievement for this team in doing it but this was never the goal and the goal is the super bowl so you are looking ahead to what does it take to the, get this team to the championship and i think that is now a realistic conversation to have well you look at next week and you know with ben and again this is the you know ralphie from christmas story you know taking down you know scott fargus uh which is, you know, what you hope for next week. Um, we're going to get into a bunch of this headed to where we're actually going to talk the Cleveland Browns and previewing a playoff game. Uh, you won't deserve this. There's just no way around it. Um, we're going to get to a little bit more here, obviously. Pete Smith, 
Jeff Lloyd on your post game locked on Browns. The improved built bar is even more delicious, sir. Six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are also great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your Cherry Barcia. 17 grams, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, all caps, no space. And you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, we've been, you've been around this franchise since you were a child. I've been covering this franchise since 2017. Um, You know, would you love to have this be prettier? But Pete, come on, open up some emotions. I have not seen the Cleveland Browns play a playoff game since before I met my wife. I have teenage daughters. Pete? The Browns fan in you. Not Plus, the, pe- I was, I not the at, pain in the ass, Pete. Let I was at Runway Run. I saw it, and I hated Kelly Holcomb with a passion, yet was excited to get there. Uh, and then they obviously went to the playoffs that year, and, and we had the you know the game in hand, and Dennis Northcutt dropped the ball. Uh, so I was there for the last time the Browns qualified for the playoffs. Uh, I remember – when the PA announcer yelled as loud as they could to announce that the Falcons didn't need to win anymore uh, to, to qualify for the playoffs, and they promptly st- took their foot off the gas, and the Browns won that game. So, you know, it, it's great. I, and it probably won't f- sit, uh, really sink in until, you know, all these other teams are sort of done uh, and they're not playing anymore. But – you know, there's no question. It's 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 fun for the first time in you know t- about 20 years not to be immediately looking ahead to or or rooting for teams to win or lose depending on what was going to sort of bump your draft spot up one more one more game uh, and immediately being able to sort of look ahead to the draft and now you're saying and I'm still looking ahead to the draft but. The the fact that the uh, that you've got that shot you 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 know I don't feel good about where the Browns are at in the playoffs and the, it's not just because the Browns have flaws it's just uh, this, the last two weeks have just been the worst uh, you know even last night I mean you Saturday at eight thirty I'm typing up a thing on Kevin Johnson all of a sudden being out like there's just there was this sense of like when does this end. Uh, in terms of just being able to get on the field and, and hopefully qualify for this thing and we can sort of like get past it. So I, I think it's going to take a little bit to sort of sink in. But listen, for me, uh, I think there's a lot of proud Papa in there as far as Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett 
and Joel Batonio and, you know, David Njoku and all these guys, you know, that, that uh, either I have argued for getting or have defended from critics saying that these guys are in fact, you know, what they can be or are worth holding on to or whatever the case may be. And that they are now not have proven it by getting to the postseason. Like that's great. All of my arguing and uh, browbeating and wearing people down has finally paid off in the postseason. So that part is, is great. And I can't wait to see, you know, what that, that looks like. And it's going to suck because obviously there's going to be, you know, however many fans are in Pittsburgh and there's that element that sort of cheapens it. And, and the same thing with this and the 12,000 fans in Cleveland, it's it just, there's something missing with that, but nevertheless, you know, that element of being able to say that, you know, these guys uh, the, in, in this front office and this coach uh, that, uh, you know, being right is fun and being right when that team gets the postseason is even better and that there's going to be undoubtedly sort of a, a, a uh, surreal feeling with it. The problem <laughs> I fear is that while I'm having that surreal feeling, the Browns will too, and suddenly it's going to be 14 nothing, and we're going to be like, what, what, what happened? So it's, uh, uh, it's obviously outstanding to see this happen. Uh, and, and it, you know, in many ways it feels like uh, I do, you know, coaching my own team uh, that – it doesn't feel real until after the fact because, you know, everything, you know, you don't have time to sort of really reflect on it. So like the Browns qualify for the playoffs. Now the immediate reaction is what has to happen for the playoffs. What do we have to do uh, to get ready for the playoffs, whether that's coaching or, or in this job now, or, you know, this podcast, which I occasionally do work for um, that, you know, you almost don't have a chance to sort of like go, whoa, we, we, you know, we did this great thing. You, you know, that probably won't happen until, you know, whatever happens to the postseason. Now, that'd be great if it comes with Baker Mayfield holding up the, the, you know, Lombardi trophy in, in, in the end. But uh, wherever that ends, it, it's probably going to feel somewhat, uh, it's probably going to take, take until that happens until we truly sort of, rationalize uh, everything with this. By the way, Greedy Williams uh, has tweeted out, and and we reported the, or I should say we, we uh, reported whatever uh, on the website that uh, Greedy Williams is apparently trying to convince uh, the Browns to let him play this week. So maybe the Browns will have another corner. It'd be nice. Um, uh, I cannot offer any assistance in that part. And, uh, you know, with Denzel and his timing, uh, it'd be fantastic. It certainly would. Um, but also you keep in mind that, you know, Greedy Williams has not actually physically stepped foot on a football field in, since late August. Um, but with that being said, uh, just a great day um, for all of you Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, you guys have, you know, stood there and have been, the for the most part the joke of the entire nfl and you guys have stood there and never wavered as far as you know your passion for this team uh your love for this team uh and today 11 and 5 the browns are going to the playoffs 
And again, with you know, with what Pete said earlier, eleven and five. I mean, you need to go eleven and five to make the playoffs. Just a, a difficult year from that standpoint. But that's the case. Um, and we'll take it, you know, certainly week by week here as we go on through. Uh, like pardon me for the deep pauses, but it just it, it, it just seems surreal. Uh, and crazy to even think about it, you know, with, you know, and it's not that they've had, you know, more COVID battles than anybody else has, but it was just the, you know, getting from Thursday to actual game day and uh, who's in, who's out, fingers crossed, uh, all of this, which is going to go on through this week, heading into, you know, uh, traveling to most likely Pittsburgh for the playoff game. Just, uh, just a bunch, but I mean, you've seen a bunch of players, take growth this season. Um, You've seen a front office and head coach just find their way to manipulate all the BS that the 2020 NFL regular season came and just find a way to, you know, just do what they could day in, day out. It's crazy impressive. Uh, 11-5, again, uh, you are in the playoffs. Uh, Just a fun Fun, fun, fun couple of days here. And again, all you fans deserve it. Uh, you know, Pete is obviously looking forward as opposed to maybe looking into the present. Pete, come on now. Probably. I mean, again, this is, <laughs> you know, this is, this is sort of, I guess, how I'm programmed uh, with the work we do. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, you know, the, the Browns aren't done. I, you know, uh, that uh, we're watching games. We'd be firing up draft episodes normally come Monday, but here's where we're at. Well, I don't rule anything out. Um, the, the, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, uh, we're third place in the freaking division. I mean, it's, it's just, everything about this is just insane. It just makes no sense that it took this much to get in. So look, I mean, it's, I look forward just because I, you know, I, the thing, my problem is I've been looking forward since like halfway through the season uh, about what this team could be. So yeah, that, that's, that's my problem, but uh, no, it's great. I think, I think Browns fans should, should celebrate it. I think the Browns fans who were trying to find, uh, trying, trying to fire Kevin Stefanski should stick it. I think uh, the overall, you know, team is, (laughs) The overall team is sort of like, uh, it is, you know, they have, have they've sort of done it there this this unique way, uh, and uh, you know, I think for for us who who went through one and thirty one to get to eleven and five, um, it's certainly rewarding uh, to sort of be able to say that was worth it, as much as some people will still say it wasn't. Uh, this is what you know. This is what that sort of allowed you to do. And the Browns are where they are because they took an incredibly painful road that shouldn't be necessary, but ultimately that's just what had to change things. And now the Browns are, you know, listen, the Browns, the the Browns are, are being looked at for potential GM jobs elsewhere. Uh, Quezzi Adolfo Mensa is a guy who's getting talked about as a potential GM hire. Like the Browns have become, you know, the Browns have become sort of this 
team to be sort of modeled after uh, with with the way they're thinking. They've been, you know, they're they're they went from you know Stone Age to Space Age in the course course of you know a couple seasons. So there's a lot to sort of be proud of in that fact that they've they've done all these things, and you have this coach who who was mocked as a candidate as as so many people are being called geniuses left and right and right now he looks as you know as as brilliant as any coach in the league right now uh it's the same thing with Andrew Barry you know why do you hire a guy who's one of was here for 1 in 31 how how do you make that hire well look at him they're 11 and 5 they have really smart people you have this great coaching staff you have players who have just gotten better and better and better i mean we got big time plays out of rookies this year, including, you know, it's a shame Donovan Peoples Jones gets hurt because he, he, you know, he had 14 catches this year, 14, which doesn't sound like a big number because it isn't. And yet it doesn't feel like every one of them was big. Yeah. It doesn't feel like this team is here. If he wasn't able to make those plays or, you know, Harrison Bryant making some of the plays. it's another one where it's a shame. He, you know, he gets COVID now, you know, he may be out for the play, you know, the playoff game too. Uh, B.J. Goodson, you know, these guys who, you know, may, may have come here as much for the opportunity as anything else, but they did at least believe in what they were doing and they did sort of push this thing forward uh, and they're they're going to miss it. So I feel bad for those guys like Denzel Ward. You know, I, I would be crushed for him if he can't play next week. And I don't think he, he'll be able to but just just logistically speaking, but we'll see. So, I mean, uh, that's where my. Uh, head goes and that's you know that's uh probably not ideal but nevertheless it's been a uh hell of a ride and and as i said as i've said and i've been saying this has been an incredibly fun season for me uh watching this team sort of figure it out like this was fun watching you know the Cavs fans who uh, are, are sort of getting to watch this right now with with their team they're getting to go through that building process and figure things out. And may, they may have a superstar in Colin Sexton. They may have some really nice players. They're getting to sort of see what the Browns went through. And for people who sort of appreciate it on the level that, that I have uh, with this season, um, it's, it's just incredibly satisfying to see this team sort of figure it out and where they came from and all the uh, challenges they have endured to get there. Like uh, that part is special. That part's going to make – you know, even if the Browns, let's say the Browns make the AFC championship next year, but they lose, it would be a great accomplishment. I don't think it will mean as much as this year did in terms of sort of setting the tone to where this team is going. Unless, you know, until they are able to get to a Super Bowl, I don't know that there will be a season this team has that will be as special as this one was in terms of just getting there and proving themselves. This is kind of um, the way to describe it would be, you know, you've gotten your, you know, again, punched your ticket, but like, this is, you're not going to be viewed as, you know, the doormats anymore of the AFC Jets, Jaguars, some other teams to be mentioned. This team has stepped up. They have found a way to, you know, put their mark down that, you know, they are, here, week in, week out. A lot of changes to be made, and we're going to cover the living daylights out of this playoff action. Um, you've crossed this next hurdle. Um, six wins, I'm sorry, seven wins in 18, six wins in 19, 11 here in 20. 
you're letting people know that you're not part of the aftermath anymore. You were letting people know that you were a part of, you know, the battle, the fight. Um, and who knows? I mean, you know, it could get wonky and crazy with uh, this, you know, uh, postseason here, what the 20 season. Obviously, all of it will be when you know, 2021. But you put your mark here. Um, and for where this franchise has been for so long, you finally say that, you know, you basically, you know, put your place at the table. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you've all wanted. And, you know, you found that way over that hurdle. Um, for all my Browns followers and everybody that follows the show, I mean, my God, I, you know, congratulations, everybody. Uh, enjoy every stinking second of it. He is Pete Smith, part of Browns Digest through SI.com. Make sure you're following Browns Digest. Make sure you're checking everything out through SI.com. Uh, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore uh, the show itself at Lockdown Browns. And DMs are always open. Follow back account, as you all know. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, DMs are open. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, subscribe, rate, review. But at the end of this, and there's no way around it, Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. And this has not happened in damn near 18 years. So enjoy every damn second of it because you all deserve it. You're a passionate bunch. And you support this franchise, even though that it's not always been able to give it back to you. But this is where we're at. So this has been your daily delivery of all things all pound. We're going to get into it this week. We're going to have a bunch of great episodes as we are officially, for the first time in Lockdown Browns history, covering playoff football. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.